0: All right, friends, The Ultimate OD Podcast have a great episode for you today. This is a two-part episode finishing up the CEO mindset. Today, we are talking about self-care, being a lifelong learner. How can you be the best OD, doctor, father, mother, friend, you name it, be the best you can be? Listen, you'll find out. A little office talk, closing thought of the episode, this is The Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. Welcome to Optometry, the ultimate OD podcast, building better doctors one episode at a time. Here's your host, optometrist and practice owner, Dr. Nick Lilly. All right, my friends, the ultimate OD podcast. Now, most of the time, whenever I listen to podcasts, all the time I listen to podcasts, I'm on 2x speed. Why? Because I have things to do, people to see, and I just, I don't know, I like to take it in fast. Now, I do realize I talk very fast, and this is an episode that I am very excited about. So, I might suggest you put this on like three-quarter speed. Slow me down. I'm going to be going so fast that, well, that's just the nature of what happens when I'm excited. So we've been doing the CEO Mindset Series. I hope you've gotten some good stuff from that. I'd love to hear the feedback of what you've taken from it, what you're implementing, what you're doing, how it's helped you become a better doctor, better practice owner, all right? This is is an awesome episode. This episode is about pretty much self-care, taking care of you, uh, constantly learning, being the best possible you you can be. It's nice because at the end of the day, it's all about you making yourself better. And with what we do, the nature of who optometrists are, we are constantly taking care of other people. Time to look out for number one. You are the focus. We're going to make you feel better. So remember that 40% of the time, you as the CEO of your office should be thinking about the future, 10 years plus down the road. 30% of the time, you're on that three to five year plan. 15% of the time, you're making sure that you have the tools, resources, the stuff necessary to get through the day-to-day to get through that, you know, next year or two, okay? And the last 15%, dare I say the most important 15%, is taking care of yourself. Let's be honest here, to do what we do, to have a patient come in every 15 minutes, all day, every day, you have to be on. You're not on, the patient gets a bad experience and it goes downhill from there, the practice falls apart, right? So you need to be on. You wear so many hats. You're a spouse, you're a friend, you're a boss, you're a doctor, you're a coworker. You name it, you have to wear the hat and that can be exhausting, all right? To be the best you can be, to do what you need to do to wear all those different hats, you need to make sure you are healthy and mentally strong. This takes effort. This is what we are going to focus on, all right? So one thing that I think you should always know is that just because you got a doctorate, just because you have a bachelor's degree, because you're out in practice for 10 plus years, you've had a practice for 10 years or beyond, you always need to be learning, okay? Now, a question that I always would ask myself is, I know I always need to be learning, what should I be studying? What should I be learning? You know, you can only read about the eye so much. You do it all day, every day. I mean, you're listening to this podcast. You're one of the select few that loves optometry. Outside of optometry, you're talking about optometry. Now, I know there's a business aspect to it, and that's the fun part about what we do, but at some point, you're like, there has to be a little more, right? Question mark. Well, some of the stuff I'm going to. Give you is from a book I read called The Art of the Impossible by Stephen Coulter. I don't know if it's groundbreaking, but I got a lot of stuff from it, and I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version here. If you want to know more, go ahead, but I think I'm going to give you the Meat and Potatoes version. Okay? So, in order to keep learning, to keep your brain sharp, you have to keep learning, right? Well, what do you like to learn? The first thing you need to do is fuel your curiosity. Okay? So, What you need to do is take, you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes, I don't care how long it takes you, and write down 25 things you are interested. I don't care what they are, just write down 25 things that interest you, even remotely, okay? And then you need to start looking at all of the things that you wrote down and start looking for overlaps, okay? For example, I'm going to give you three random things that I don't think they interest me, but you'll see the point. Say we like insects we like the Renaissance, and we like health, okay? Once you get those 25 things and you see these three things, then you start to look for the overlaps. You explore them, right? So, for example, where do these three things intersect? Well, the diet of a 14th century monk was such that they lived five to ten years longer than any of their counterparts, and it happened to be rich with honey, So, insects, honey, bees, right? The Renaissance, 14th century monk, and health, okay? Now, I completely made that up. That is not true, but you see what I'm getting at. You write down these things, and you're going to start seeing, hey, there's overlaps. There's things that here. So, you need to be curious. If you're not curious about something, you will not keep going after it. So, if it doesn't stir your curiosity, it cannot be your passion, period, all right. You have to be curious about it. You've learned so much about the eye. Me, for example, uh, if I go to a glaucoma lecture or I go to something, talk about the retina, I kind of zone out. It's like, oh, man, here we go again. Stuff. I, It's interesting when I was in school, but I never see it. It doesn't keep me curious. I like to stay up it, on it. To an extent, because I am an eye doctor and I want to give my patients the best thing, but I don't see a lot of people over the age of like 50, right? I mean, a handful here and there, but I'm not seeing a lot of glaucoma, not seeing a lot of macular degeneration. Don't have all, all the tools I need for uh, truly taking care of the retina, so it's not as interesting to me. It doesn't stir my curiosity. Now, start talking about like the cornea, scleral lenses, stuff like that, or Business practices, how to increase your revenue, stuff like that, I perk up. I'm curious, all right? There's other things that are very. I'm very curious about, like health-wise, lifting, uh, maximizing performance in athletics, stuff like that. I just naturally love to read about it, like to see it, and then from there, okay, the eye. How does vision play a role in this? I don't know, but there's a lot of things. It doesn't have to be involved with optometry. The more you learn, the more curious you are, you'll see what happens. All right. I start reading about business. I start reading about um, CEOs when they first did a lean startup or other professions that are running businesses. I was listening to a podcast about a trainer talking about how he built his practice. And you'd be surprised how many of the core principles that he's talking about coincide with what I try to do at my office. So you'll start to see, and we'll talk about this later, they all overlap. There's something there, but you have to be curious. All right. So find out what you enjoy reading about, what you like to study, what you like to listen to, what you like to watch. Those are the things that you need to fuel and go deeper. All right. You start off and, you know, a mile wide and an inch deep, and then you find those little things that, you know, tickle your fancy, start digging a little deeper and see what you figure out. Okay. So you got to be curious about it. When you're curious about it, it can have the potential to be your passion. And once you find your passion, you now have a purpose right once you have that purpose these are the things that you are going to focus on these are the things that are going to you know just drive you to make you be the best you possibly can be they may change all right as the season changes as you evolve and develop your purposes you know are going to veer or go a little bit different directions but you'll find that they're all in the same you know arena right you might be in a different section but they're in the same arena okay so remember step 1 to make yourself better, to keep yourself sharp and focused. Find out what you're curious about. Look for overlaps. From those overlaps, you'll find something that gives you a purpose or gives you a passion about. Because if you're curious, you can be passionate about it. And you find your passion, that can be your purpose. All right? Just take it for what's worth. That's something that can be very helpful to you. Number two, you are in charge of your life. Right, the most important thing you can do to be happy is have autonomy, all right? And there's six things that I think you need to take advantage of with autonomy. So the true freedom is not having to be somewhere at a set time, right? I don't have true freedom. I know when i my office is open and I know when I have to be there, I know when I have patience, I'm very scheduled out. But I will tell you this: I choose when I work, all right. I don't have full, true autonomy. I don't have complete freedom, but I do set my hours. I can take a day off when I need it. I take Fridays off. You have to realize, as a private practice owner, there's a a lot of responsibility, but a lot of freedom. Set your hours. When do you want to work? Okay? You have to make sure that this is done with a plan in mind, that you're thinking about that mental Health, that your physical health, your family, your friends, that you're touching all the bases. Work cannot take up all of your life. Okay? So you choose when you work. All right? Number two, autonomy to show gratitude. All right? You have the ability to be thankful to show this. That's something I think you need to plan out into your day every day. All right? Whether it's a minute to five minutes, even longer, depending on what you do, take five minutes and you just express gratitude for the things that you're thankful for, the things you've been given, trust me, this is going to help you be a better person. It's going to help your mental health express gratitude. The other week, I had a really bad week in terms of like, there's like chaos of patients that were just odd. They weren't happy. It was really abnormal. It was a, a blip on the radar, if you will. But I got, you know, when I was in there, I just Sat down, I looked at my whole week, I took five patients, and I wrote thank you notes to those five patients for just being awesome. And know what it did? It just changed my mindset. I was thankful that the majority of the people coming in were actually good. 20% of the patients, is exaggeration, but a small minority were taking up the majority of my focus, and that was going to shift me mentally. That little act of gratitude cleared my mind, made me a better doctor, made me better when I got home, it kept me focused, it kept me grounded all right? So set your time when you work, make sure you express gratitude daily. Also on a daily basis, mindfulness, all right? Mindfulness is a very broad term. Whether you're meditating, whether you're praying, whether it's something, reading the Bible, reading the Quran, whatever you want to do that is showing that there's more than just you, okay? This isn't always about us and there's more than us. And this is a higher, higher calling, right? Being mindful of that. And I'm being very broad. I know where I stand, what I believe in, but I want you to realize that it doesn't have to be very specific. I think that the more specific you are, it will be, but be mindful of a greater good around you and give that, give that thought on a daily basis. Okay. You do that in addition to being thankful for what you've been given. And again, your mental health completely changes all right? You start dialing into nature, things around you, being aware that you are a very small part of this huge world, this huge universe, and it gives you perspective. The little bad day that you had really isn't that bad, right? Be mindful, all right? I also think on a daily basis, so we have work doesn't have to be daily. I hope it's not daily, but gratitude, mindfulness, daily, I think you need to exercise on a daily basis, This is great for overall physical health, mental health. I think this is the best antidepressant, the best anti-anxiety medicine. And you are thinking, well, if I'm going to work out every day, that takes time, effort, and energy. It can be as simple as walking, right? If you just go for a walk on a daily basis, five minutes, ten minutes, see how long it takes. That'll clear your mind. That'll give you some kind of focus. It's good to be moving. Be active. It's great for your just soul okay? So you're grateful. You're mindful. You exercise, all right? You're on the right track. Next thing, you have complete control of this. Not complete. Ask me in about a month here, I'm having a baby number four, but sleep, all right? You need to make sleep a priority. There's so many things that are affected by your sleep. The ability to focus, your attitude, your overall health, you know, anxiety, depression, name all these things that people are fighting in this world. And if they had a consistent sleep schedule, if they weren't staring at their phone, scrolling, looking at social media, if they were just getting, you know, their six to eight hours of sleep on a consistent basis, they would be much happier. They would be much healthier. Okay. I know these sound very simple, right? But how many of you are doing them right now? That you're going to bed at the same time, plus or minus an hour. You're waking up at the same time, plus or minus an hour. On a daily basis, you are exercising, showing mindfulness. You're showing gratitude, right? These things, I know they seem very basic, but these are the things that you control. That you have to take the bull by the horns, and this will make you a better doctor. Husband, father, wife, whatever you want to be. These things are what you need to control. Make them a daily part of your routine. You'll be better for it. The last thing is what we talked about is exploring those curiosities, okay? You have to be curious. The moment you stop exploring those curiosities, you start to lose the battle. You start to be the man that sits out in his yard and yells at the clouds, right? You lose the advantage that got you to this point, right? Somewhere along the way, you said, you know what, I want to be an eye doctor. I think I can start a practice. Let me read on this. Let me see what I can do. How can I be the best? And you get there. You build this awesome practice, and then you're like, I've done it. I have so many other stuff going on. I'm, You know what? We're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And the next thing you know, the young buck down the street starting his own practice, and he's starting to take you know, your piece of the pie because you got complacent. You didn't explore your curiosities. You didn't stay sharp. You didn't stay cutting edge. You didn't do these things that we just talked about, and you're getting beat, and you're getting left behind. All right? win the day. These are the things that matter most. All right. So you have the autonomy of time. All right. Take advantage. You know, true freedom. When do you work? Make sure on a daily basis, gratitude, mindfulness, exercise, sleep, go to bed, plus or minus an hour. Wake up plus or minus an hour consistently. That will make you feel better. And then explore those curiosities. All right. This is part one of a two-part series. Tune in next week. We're going to go to the next steps. So, We've taken care of, you know, how do you stay an active learning your whole life? How do you keep yourself mentally ready, sharp on a daily routine? Next thing we're going to do is how to cultivate this. What do you do to go a mile deep in learning what you want to learn to be the best you possibly can be? Tune in. We'll have that for you next week. A little bit of office talk. All right, my friends. So, as you know, last week was a little bit nuanced. It was a blip on the radar. I had like three or four patients that were just crazy angry for odd reasons that you can't really put a pinpoint down or figure out why, all right? I could have, like, let that, you know, shake me up, rattle me, like, hey, we need to change everything. Things are rough. We, we got to get back to basics. What's going on? And, again, we did get back to basics in a, to an extent, but I didn't change things. I've done this enough. I've had enough experience. That I know, stay the course. It will get better. Okay. One of the things uh, that I read in Good to Great by Jim Collins. Great story. I'm going to tell you a little story right here. There was a general and he was in a war. He got captured. And he was in a prison camp. And he looked around him all the time. And there's a bunch of guys. And some people made it out. Some people didn't. And he went in and he thought, you know what? I'm going to get out. I know this isn't going to be forever. We're going to go from there. And he just kept going and going, tired of the days and going. And eventually he got out and he talked about it. And when he got out, someone, a group of students came and asked him, Hey, you made it through this. You were in there for three years. Why did you make it and other people didn't? And he said, "One, the people that didn't get it were the people that got in there and said, we're going to get out in 25 days. Or we're going to get out by Christmas. They set a timeline that they didn't control. And when they got to that timeline, they broke. Like they said, we get to this day, just get to this day, and then we'll be out. And they got to the timeline, and when they didn't get out, it didn't go the way they thought it would, they lost all control, and it broke them. Right? He said, with me, I knew I was going to get out. I did not know when, and I didn't know how, but I knew I was going to get out. But I never said a day, I just knew that till the bottom of my soul and that's what I did. And then when I actually got out, I was like, okay, cool, that's awesome. Well, why do I tell you this? When things get rough, remember two things. One, you're never as good as you think you are, but you're never as bad as you think you are either. Don't give yourself a timeline of like, I got to get out by this day. Just know I'm going to show up, I'm going to work every day, I'm going to do what I have to do, I'm going to survive, and tomorrow will take care of itself. Just, I'm going to get through the day and I will get through this. I know I will. All right, and my daughter was three months old. Uh, she had to have a surgery and she was in the hospital for 35 straight days. When we went into that, it could have been 60 days, could have been three months. We didn't know how long she was going to be in there. Uh, we couldn't pick her up. She had to be in traction. And I knew this was, you know, I've been through this many a time. Uh, whether it's through grad school, mentally. I didn't always make it or, you know, when I was at college and I was playing football and it was like the beginning of camp and I didn't know if I'd get through it. I had this mentality that I'd go, I knew I was going to get through it. I didn't know how, I didn't know where, I didn't know when, but I would survive. Well, my wife, I didn't know what she'd been through, so I had to read this. And I basically looked at her and said, we are going to survive. We're going to get through this. She's going to be fine. Don't set her at your time. Just get through every day. And, you know, praise the Lord, we got out in 35 days and everything has been great since, but I talked to her about it frequently, and that's a mindset that kind of changed her. That's an experience, and I use that all the time, whether it's I have a bad week at the office, I know it won't last. I will get through this. I'll come out. I'll be better, and you just keep grinding. You keep going. You keep showing up, so I share that with you because it's been that much of an impact on me and my family's life. I hope you can take something from that, whether you're having good times galore or you're right now, you just started a practice and you're at about six months and it's going well, but it's not crazy busy or you just had the time where it was the first uh, hiccup where you had a about a two or three week period where no one called. You don't know if the wheels are falling off if anyone's going to come back again. You'll get through it. You'll survive. All right. So take it for what's worth. That's just some information out for you. Uh, scleros. I love sclerols. We're fitting scleros. Uh, had two patients come in, uh, and it can go one or two ways when you're fitting, you know, on the dispense. Like the one patient I had, uh, keratoconus couldn't see better than 20, like 2060 20, and was super pumped to get him on, but was struggling to get him on his eyes. Just struggling. We spent an hour, had him come back the next day, spent another hour and he is still struggling. He got him on, but he couldn't get him on without air bubbles. He is motivated to do it because he couldn't see, but that's one of the things where if that's your first patient, you're like, man, this scleral stuff is too hard. Just know that that's one of many patients because I had two other patients that have wore contacts uh, in the past and got them on first try, pumped. They're going to be the easiest patients ever, and they love the fit. They love the vision. It can be life-changing. Why do I tell you this? Same reason I told you that story before about the, uh, you know, prison of war guy that went through is you are going to hit some tough times. If you start anything new, it's going to be hard at first, right? You're not going to know what you're doing. You're going to have to troubleshoot, call, ask for help. You'll get through it. Don't let it break you. If it breaks you, you're going to quit and you're never going to, you know, oh, I tried it. I couldn't do it. This isn't worth it. The better you get, the harder the patients are. Why is this? Because no one else fights through it. Everyone else quits. Keep working on it. And I'll tell you this for every one to two hard patients, you'll get four to five that are super easy and super like just as happy about their vision. Don't let one or two of the hard ones that you see on the first time break you. You keep doing it. Keep doing what you want to do and you'll be better for it. I love scleros. Again, let me know if you have questions on the, on that, but all right, that's what I got. we we'll have more for you next week. Where, oh, where has the time went? worth to the closing thought of the episode. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. All right? Remember, if you want to do something, if you make it too complicated, one, you don't really understand it, and two, it's never going to work. For example, when I'm going to start, start when I started scleros, hey, have a fit set, get them on their eyes, and then evaluate from there. All right? Simple and easy. No, if you think about the quadrants that you have to evaluate, you know, how much uh you know time do we have to send the lens, all these basics, get it on the eye, evaluate it, and go from there. Period. Right? Being healthy. Well, there's the keto diet, there's intermittent fasting, carnivore diet. No. How about we just say um don't drink any calories and walk ten thousand steps in a day? Right? Period. Right? Just do those two things and then we'll see what happens a month from now. Simple, right? Retirement. Well, should I have all my money in the Roth? Should I do the Roth 401k? How about the 401k? How about you spend less than you earn and then we go from there, right? Again, the more advanced you get, the more complicated it can become. But when you want to start off, when you want to make a change, keep it simple, stupid, right? Just make it simple, do that consistently. And you'll be amazed at the change it can make. All right? That's what I got. Dr. Lily out. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode and hope that you found a pearl to apply to your practice. We believe as a community, there is much wisdom to be shared. So if you have questions, suggestions, or requests, we want to know. Feel free to reach out to us via social media and leave a comment or email us at theultimateodpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com so we can make this podcast even better for you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll catch you again next week.